0: Good afternoon you are tuned into the 102.5 wikdlp daytona beach and this is brandon your usual host for land party and several rock shows on air uh we have a special event today we are interviewing our provost and one of our board of trustees members provost moeller and ken Defour and then also joining us we have our Dina students lisa kohler um zoe crane zoe zoe okay from the sga in prescott she is the president and we also have chad stern just go
1: back and say hi just so everyone knows your voice starting with chad just say your name and Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Chad Stearns. I'm the president of the Student Government Association in Daytona Beach.
2: Hi, I'm Zoe Crane. I am the president of the SGA on the Prescott campus. Hello, I'm Lisa Kohler, dean of students for the Daytona Beach campus.
3: I'm Juan Moeller, the provost here at Daytona Beach. Good
4: afternoon. Ken DeFour, trustee, chair of the Student Life Committee. Okay, so let's go
0: ahead and kick it off with the questions we prepared. Okay, so our first question for you is, you first joined the Board of Trustees in, I believe it was 1998 or 97, correct? In uh,
4: 1998 is the first uh, time I was uh, invited to join the Board of Trustees. Okay.
0: Um, What did you do between graduating Embry-Riddle and becoming a Board of Trustees, just so we can get a little background on you? Sure.
4: Well, I originally came to uh, Florida uh, with the United States Air Force ended up spending uh four years of three and a half years in tampa during end of the vietnam era and I had only completed a year's college before I went into the Air Force in Louisiana where I was born and raised. So it was my intent not to stay in the Air Force, but to get out and continue my education in the flight program. And I thought Ember riddle was the best thing to do, and I was just across the state. So uh, the Air Force released me slightly earlier so I could come, and I came for the first summer semester and started Ember riddle in 1973 and worked through uh, most of the academic program.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, you first joined as one of the alumni mm. associates for the trustees. Is that correct? Like you were on the alumni board?
4: That that is correct. And in, in 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 that time frame, 20 25 years ago, the alumni had a process, alumni organization, that every year there was an election hell to determine one of three board of trustees members would be an alumni mm-hmm. that did offer a slot for a year, and then you basically rotate out and a new person would come on. So I was elected that particular year, and then after my one-year term, I was asked to stay for an additional term, which was an honor and a privilege, so I did.
0: Um, You are currently
4: the um, trustee for student life, and... The, uh, The board of trustees is compromised of individuals who make up a series of committees. Okay and those committees we address certain uh, subject matter uh, like finance, audits, Committee on Trustees. Uh, we have Student Life Committee, which I chair and have been chairing for quite a while. Uh, then we have Flight Safety, which I'm also on, a Development Committee, and then occasionally there's an ad hoc committee depending on addressing a, sp- a special issue that may surface for the board. So I've, I've been a chairing the Student Life and asked David Robinson uh, a year or so ago to join me to, to co-chair with me and we oversee that committee. So as the Student Life Committee chair and even as the Alumni
0: Advisory Council chair, what projects are Parts of the schools have you worked on, and have been really glad to see develop and become what it is today.
4: Well, o- over the past 21 years, I've involved in a, a lot of different segments. Uh, again, like I said earlier, uh, student life is my main concern and focus, and I work student life with Dr. Miller with the dean of students with the SGA presidents and that's how we hook up together to look at some of the issues and, and topics we need to, to focus on. We just finished with a, a pre-series of committees this afternoon, I always come in early for the board meeting and we get, if you will, our ducks in a row to make sure that we are addressing issues and concerns that we have to present to the board intimately involved in those processes. But over the years, I've been involved with many, many sectors of the university. Recently, I helped Dr. Howard look at the acquisition of some airplanes. I was uh, up in Rockford, Illinois, where I live, when Dr. Johnson was thinking of a third campus activity between Houston and Rockford. So I was involved with the community, with uh, the local colleges there, community colleges in that effort. I've been involved with uh, the flight line. Uh, My background is aviation and flight and flight instructor. I've been a pilot 50 years this year and a flight instructor 48 of those years. So I ho- hopefully lend some expertise in, in, in for that environment to uh, to help the university. You mentioned you're a flight instructor. And yes. I believe
0: if I read correctly, you have you have instrument, multi-engine, and what is it, single engine, I believe?
4: Correct. Have you ever
0: flight instructed on campus or have thought about flight instructing on campus? Oh, I
4: did. I did. Again, uh, when, I, when I was finishing up, My degree when I got out of the Air Force, was saying earlier, uh, I worked uh, locally all the time. I first started up in Ormond Beach. We had Embry-Riddle owned a small FBO up there called Commander Aviation, and we had a small flight school. And I was the chief pilot of the flight school and did a lot of flight instructing there. Then I came when, it, when another company started an FBO on the south side of the field, Nova Flight Center, I went there and was the chief pilot and the flight, chief flight instructor for them. And then at my last year, last couple of semesters, which we're always looking for flight instructors here, I did have somewhat more experience than, than some of my colleagues, so I came and, and instructed a, a couple of semesters with the university.
0: Just out of sheer curiosity, do you ever miss it, or is it more of those... I'm happy I did it and I'm happy I moved on kind of situations?
4: Flight, you know, kind of interesting because I didn't graduate when I was here. I was nine hours short and I finished it ten years later through extended campus at that time. My actual diploma says professional aeronautics and my minor is in flight instructor. And I'm not sure if anybody or we have very many people who ever have that type diploma hanging on their wall. So flight instruction is a passion of mine. I enjoyed it while I did it. I've taught people to fly different type airplanes uh, from, you know, traditional trainers like Skyhawks that we have here, multi-engine airplanes, bigger airplanes, instrument procedures and stuff. So I don't get a chance to do it as much as I used to. My dentist, I fly with my dentist and try to keep him current. We have doing that. But, you know, don't do it very much anymore. As a Board of
0: trustee member, do you have any specific changes you'd like to see while you're still serving? I've seen a, most of what you wanted done, done.
4: Well, anybody who knows me, inclusive of Dr. Mullen, definitely Lisa, who I've known for quite a few years and worked with Zoe and Chad for a little while, they know my passion is the student or the students. That's my interest, and that's why I'm honored to be the chairman of the uh, student committee because I, my colleagues worry about buildings and worry about audits and worry about the financial statements and stuff like that. My focus is students the parents of the students and how we can help them achieve graduation rates to fulfill what they're coming to us for. And then we get them into industry so they can be the leaders of aerospace in the future. That's what I focus on. That's what I'm interested in. Graduation rates, success rates, happy parents, security on campus, that was the first question I asked of the collegiate environment when I took my two daughters, our two daughters, and I said, tell me about campus security at night. And I was intimately involved after the Virginia Tech shooting, what Embry-Riddle was doing about campus security. And unfortunately, at that time, I was not happy with what I saw, but we've come a long, long ways with a lot, a lot of folks who do a lot of hard work with the security on the campus and very happy with where we are today, especially after the tornado over Christmas. Uh, We've learned a lot and come a a long ways in that process. So that's my main focus is the students. I'm interested in the students. Rest assured that every one of my colleagues, with the exception of a couple of new ones, I know them all intimately. Uh, They're dedicated, they dedicate their time, their resources to come to Daytona, to go to Prescott. and and be involved in this process they're engaged they're interested and it's a passion for them as well
0: these next two questions are open to everyone if you're interested in commenting or responding what do you see as the main problem facing embry riddle right now scholastic wise
4: or institute wise I wouldn't characterize it as problems. I characterize them as there are some challenges that we're all going to face uh, in any business entity does or collegiate entity does. I'm always concerned that we always have a problem of maintaining and holding flight instructors. To be able to have a quality product, to be able to produce, it's a little different than most, uh, you know, academic environments, whether it be security, you know, or other academic venues that we get into. Flight's a little bit different. It's, it's you know, a whole bunch more touchy-feely type stuff. I believe that, you know, continues to be a challenge and it will be. As industry, the air transport industry, the airline industry, continues to be robust. Boeing and Airbus make a lot of airplanes. We need a lot of flight crew members. There's a lot of men and women that are needed to fulfill those those seats. So we're going to constantly be losing, you know, flight instructor. That always concerns me or as a challenge. I'm always challenged, and my, my four fellow board members are challenged with the fact that uh, we have such a high demand. People want to come to Embry-Riddle. We understand that. Mm-hmm. We get that. So we have to balance that between that challenge about how much space we have, you know, how many buildings we have to build, you know, what's the capacity we can have to continue to be able to produce the quality product that we want f- for everybody and everybody's family. Do you have any
0: plans on how to face those challenges right now, or are they still in the works? Or? You know,
4: one of my secondary committees is Flight Safety Committee mm-hmm. uh, with Dave Robinson, and we kind of swap on both co- committees between he and I. We're, that's a topic all the time that we have. Dr. Burns is always inviting me to come back and be a flight instructor and I told him I said I'd love to but I can't so we were constantly evaluating that and of course the board members that do look into the planning the facilities and the growth they're looking at that we're always looking into ways that we balance budgets versus needs versus what we have to do for the future for students and families.
0: So our next question, again, open to all of you, what are the current plans for the future of Ember riddle I know we've got our new residence hall in development. We just got our new student union open just last October. Are there any current plans that you can, you know, just let students know whether big or small?
4: Well, you know, in the recent past, we made a decision and we did a search to uh, to bring on a new president, Dr. Butler, and uh, I truly believe from our research and what we did, we did a great job with hiring Dr. Butler, and Dr. Butler has brought on Dr. Mueller, and, and then of course Dr. Mason, who had retired, and she's on the board, and I told Dr. Butler, I said, you know, thank you. And he said, okay, why? I said, well, because you've answered my prayers. <laughs> I was hoping that a high-level professional that we could get to come on board of Embry-Riddle and help us elevate our academic and educational venue through professionals from people like University of Iowa, University of Illinois, Big 10 schools, big, big schools that obviously overshadow poor little Embry-Riddle, but with some real fantastic talent to help us move forward into the future. And I think we're doing that. We approve and participate, and we'll get updated this week on a five-year or 10-year strategic plan that we approve and endorse. There are a lot of factors there. There are some growth. There are not as much, I don't believe, bricks and mortar per se. There's some, and how we're positioning Embry-Riddle into the future and to continue to be the leader of aerospace.
0: Touching back on your five-year and ten-year plan, you said you were working on that, I assume, tomorrow and Friday, and then you plan on endorsing whatever you guys are able to come to an agreement upon. How soon after you make that agreement will the students be able to know, know, faculty and staff be able to know what the plan is?
4: Well, it's kind of a living document, if you will. I mean, okay. that's kind of a beaten, dead, horse word, but, you know, it's a modified all the time. It's presented, Dr. Butler presented his vision with the approval of the board, and he and his staff are always tweaking it and changing it, and we're making approvals and, and, and showing different directions or giving them some guidance on which way we want to go. How that's presented to the students, actually, I'm not sure. Maybe Dr. Muller can answer that a little bit
3: better. Actually, our strategic plan was approved at last March's board meeting. It's a five-year plan through 2023, and we have campus committees that have representation from worldwide Prescott and Daytona Beach that align with those different areas. So we have a student success team, for example. We've got an enrollment management group, and so all new ideas get filtered through that group. We probably need to add some more student voices on those committees. I mean, those committees just started about a year ago, but that's going to be the forum that new ideas are kind of reviewed by in the future during the five years of this plan.
0: If they just started last year, are they on track with what you wanted? Are they ahead of what you wanted or
3: that's a that's a fair and good question so dr butler will be updating the board this week on where we are after year one the metrics in terms of student success and that's kind of my area uh, we're right on track and we've got some very ambitious goals for retention and graduation rates between now and 2023 but right now we're really where we want to be at least after first year any comments from our yeah
1: if i may i just wanted to um add so in daytona beach yeah we we have the new union and we have the new residence hall coming online but prescott since we have zoe here is about to get a new project and they just opened up a new residence hall so I wanted to make sure that we incorporate the Prescott um, projects into that as well.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah so Prescott has kind of exploded in the last five years which has been really amazing for me to watch. I'm a fifth year senior and so looking at the campus from when I first got there five years ago to now is truly impressive so I can only imagine what it would be like for our board members to travel back to Prescott and see how much it's changed since the last time they were there. But the next big thing kind of happening in Prescott and our campus knows about this a little bit so it's it's fun to get to talk about it here in Daytona but we're looking at bringing our next new building online and so the really incredible thing here in Daytona is that you just opened this absolutely beautiful massive super dome of a uh, student union which is incredible and Prescott is looking for something maybe not quite this impressive we are a little more out in the boondocks you could say a little more of a, a country type of feel to our campus a little more rural but we are looking to bring on our next Uh, large-scale building because our student union, I was here when the the previous Daytona Student Union existed and our student union has a similar feel. It's about that, you know, small, a little cramped, there's not enough room for what you're looking for, it's always loud, Um, it's always overflowing, and so bringing on a new student union in addition to a new large event space and looking at a combination of those two ideas moving forward, and we were lucky enough to have already been able to sit down with Rodney Cruz and the architects, actually, who worked on the student union here. And so we were able to give them all our ideas and and pitch that and talk about what our campus is going to need, things like a more advanced 24-hour computer lab, things like more meeting spaces for our students because our library is at 200, 250 percent capacity. We're just really, really excited to be able to move forward. And a lot of that has to do with the members of the board being willing to invest in and so I, I really appreciate that I'm able to be here in the first place and that there are members of the board who are more than willing to sit down and listen and, and fight our fights for us, which is really helpful. So thank you very much to uh, the board members. Good luck moving
0: forward with your new <laughs> thank student you. union. We do understand, you know, the old <laughs> student. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. yeah, absolutely. Kind of old,
2: but, you know, kind of homey at the <laughs> right, same time. Right, exactly. No, it's it's familial, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's you're used to it and it's a space, but uh, sometimes you want the new shiny thing. Yeah,
0: sometimes <laughs> you want the
4: new shiny thing. Brandon, um, can I give you a board trustee secret? Sure. The Mori Husseini student union we're in, this is really not a student union. This is a UFO from Venus. (laughs) It has landed here, and it's sucking all our brain power out, and it's going to take it back to Venus. That's unfortunate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Venus is about to be really smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what a bunch. What is it? Sulfuric acid? No, not... (laughs) don't tell anybody that okay no, acid right. okay. <laughs> <Cassidera> air <laughs> yep. for air so hopefully they can get something done our next question was as you mentioned earlier sometimes it, you have a lot of demands and students have a lot of demands and sometimes when they're not met we just start viewing you in a negative way are there anything you'd be willing to do or you know anything we can do with students that could help get rid of that negative image and see you guys in this great light where yes you're actually doing a lot more than we think you are
4: well I usually start when I talk in, in the past I usually start off this way and I've met with students in in different time frames, and it's been in the past and different administrations and stuff. I'm always willing uh, to meet with students and our parents to talk about some things or challenges that we may or may not have. I always usually start off by saying, look, I don't have a magic wand and I don't have Google's $500 million budget. Okay, so I can only do so much, but if I can help in any way or my colleagues and and, and we can get engaged and, 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 and meet students and talk to, to different groups, whether it be athletic group or uh, fraternity, or whatever it may be. I, I'm willing. We have to do it through the proper channels in Dr. Mullis' office and make sure that we get everything organized properly. But I'm always willing to talk to someone. I, I speak to many, many parents. I've had many, many phone calls uh, when we had un- the unfortunate Arrow accident from alumni, as well as a parent and alumni who directed me from because uh, his son was here. So I understand. It's aviation is a very interesting, dynamic field. And it can be very testy sometimes. So again, as I said earlier, I know these men and women, they're here for the students. They spend their time, their money, they donate resources to be here. They have a similar passion. Uh, They're not here to take a sandwich and walk around the beach. That's the least reason they're here. They're here for us, the family of Emory Riddle, to every man and woman. We have a handful who are alum, but a majority of them are not an alum status. They still have an affinity and a passion for us. That's why they show up. Uh, You don't see the -the behind-the-scenes work. Uh, You see us maybe in the spring, maybe in the fall. We do have an an off-site retreat usually in early summer or late spring but there's many, many committee meetings many, many email, many telephonic conversations that we have between board members and and faculty and staff. I bug Lisa a lot, she bugs me, Uh, you know, Larry out in in Prescott and Dr. Ayers and and if I have a concern or they have a concern, you know, if we don't email we can talk and we try to vet that out and see what we can do. I consider myself uh, fairly accessible, I do have a family at home, I do need to run a couple of businesses, but I'm always trying to make my time available for Embry-Riddle. I come down early. I came down last night. I will be here through Saturday. It takes a significant time out of my week to be able to do this. I'm committed to that have been for 21 years, did also six years on the College Board of Nursing in town, or three years as a chair. So I collectively have 27 years of collegiate board experience. I challenge you to find too many other people (laughs) who have that much experience, especially in aviation. So uh, we're we're here, it's our passion. As I said earlier, many times uh, they're committed. And if if you have formula, an idea, a concept of how we can get together, students, and again, no magic wands, no $500 million (laughs) budget, But I'll be glad to participate and listen.
0: So those were all the questions I had prepared, and I'm not sure if y'all knew, but some of the earlier discussions had this planned as an event where we could have an an audience where they could uh, potentially ask questions. And if you don't mind, I went and got a few questions, none of them too controversial i think do you mind answering some of no sure okay so one of our questions was as a riddle graduate what's your advice for current students
4: yes i i I do one of my my main uh, concept i'll tell you in a moment yes i i didn't complete here, and as i told you earlier extended through finished through extended campus Mm -hmm. on on the and then we became at the worldwide side and then when i was uh, in fort lauderdale working for bendix king developing TCAS collision avoidance system i did my master's through the worldwide campus we still call it an extended campus at the time but in essence, this worldwide campus mm-hmm. with, with Dr. Watret, and they have done a lot of work with the worldwide campus. And Chairman Husseini always uh, kids me as being uh, the uh, the only trustee who went to worldwide, but that's not true. We have a couple others. So, but he likes to rib me for that. So, my main concept is I tell all alumni and students per- currently is you have two choices, and I've seen both. I have a diploma hanging. I have two diplomas hanging on the wall, and I see them every day every hour I'm in my office. You can polish that diploma and be proud of it and brag about that diploma, or you can throw dirt on it. Well, you throw dirt on it, and I'm gonna take the dirt off because I think it's one of the greatest accomplishments that we can do, and then I did, earning a degree from this institution. And I'm gonna to continue to polish and keep the dust off of those diplomas. And I'm very proud to tell everybody that I went to Embry-Riddle and to even more proud that I'm involved on the board level. Uh, so that's my my advice to students and alum. Support them as you can. Participate in the university. Realize that it's a great institution. Uh, we have all kind of statistics about flight crew members and engineers at Boeing and Airbus. And There's a variance of, of things that we've been successful at. But I say, be proud of it, polish that diploma and say, look, I put a lot of time and money and so did my family in some cases into this. And we're going to, this is my future for my family and possibly to my kids. Our oldest daughter, she went to a college, a small liberal arts college and played tennis in Iowa, but she got her master's degree at Worldwide. And, her, and then our youngest daughter, she's contemplating doing that, and her husband, who's a University of Illinois civil engineer, he's seriously thinking about also doing his master's degree with us.
0: We're on the Worldwide? On the world uh, we have I guess two other questions I think I'm gonna drop I'll take them all all right you'll take them all all right one of the questions is from a fellow resident advisor are there any names in the works for the two new residence halls on campus uh, right now we just referred to them as New Hall in Phase two are there any current plans and he also wanted to ask would you be call, willing to call them the Wright halls one after one after Wilbur and one after Orville
4: one of my passions are the Wright brothers. When I put out an appraisal document, one of my taglines says, The Right Appraisers. We've worked with a gentleman by the name of Ken Hyde from the Hyde Experience in Warrington, Virginia. Ken Hyde is a retired United pilot. Ken Hyde was the only person authorized by the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum to actually go into the archives and get the Wright brothers' data from their archives to be able to build a replica for the 100th year flight. We appraised that airplane for the Secretary of Interior under the Bush administration, which we donated, of course, to the administration of that airplane. One uh, went to the Henry Ford Museum. The other one is at Kitty Hawk. So we, we, we helped the government with that. And it's kind of like the Wright brothers are very, very special to me. And I've studied them and uh, many, many of their books and their writings. One of the things they really were disturbed about was that after they invented this marvelous flight concept, they were killing their friends through their airplanes. And they both struggle with that through their whole life. So I, I'm always for the right. I, I'll let my colleagues speak about naming. I'm not sure what the naming opportunities are. There are always naming opportunities. I don't know the exact plans and position now. Obviously, Arville and Wilbur would be a great you know, great concept. It's our heritage. Uh, there's a plaque out here. The Wright Brothers plaque was bought before. I could buy it, so I bought the Mongolfio Brothers plaque. You'll see my wife's name and ours on the Mongolfio, which were the, really the first flyers before the Wright Brothers. Uh, so it, it's, it's a great concept, but uh, I'm not sure exactly where we stand. On naming of those buildings. You guys have
2: I'm thinking do four sounds really no, nice no, 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 for no. one of the residence halls. I do less.
4: <laughs> but we, we can get you an answer on that. I just don't have a good clear-cut
0: answer for yeah. you right now. You're good. Thank you for you know, being willing to help. I think it was late last year Nicole Stott stepped down from the board. Are you guys currently looking for a new trustees member to replace her or are you going to stay at 14 that you currently have?
4: That's a good question. I was reading uh, the bylaws coming down and we have to have, a I think, a minimum of Twelve or fifteen board members, and and it can go as high as uh, they desire. As I spoke earlier, there's a committee on mm-hmm. trustees, which I'm not on that committee oh, okay. because students are my committee, mm-hmm. as I professed here earlier. Mm-hmm. They have a process where they will. Uh, we have the ability to recommend uh, folks, and they, there's a vetting process and, if you will, a getting to know each other process to see if they may be interested or, or we're interested in them and what field of aviation they come from or not maybe a community leader, and and we have some of those. So that process is being worked all the time. Uh, I understand we will be brief again uh, this meeting. Traditionally, I'll give an example, we're gonna add a board member, and uh, he came with us and spent some time with us and and attended a board meeting, and we got a chance to meet them and to see if it was a fit or they were happy and we were happy, that type thing, and then it goes through the process. So all I can tell you, because I'm not on that committee, it's a continual process. We look at community folks, we look at uh, aerospace folks, we look at different levels, uh, space, airline, uh, general aviation, manufacturing, Airbus, Boeing. So there's a lot lot that they look into. And there will be, I would imagine, pretty soon the vetting of some of those individuals to add some additional board members to, to be seeking their time and talent and treasure that they can help Embry-Riddle.
0: Our last question, and probably one of the more controversial ones on campus, maybe not for you, is that it was recently announced sophomores will now have to stay on campus just for their second year i guess one question that really got raised out of that is are we still going to allow freshmen to have cars on campus and this may not be a you question but maybe a provost moeller or maybe even a dean kohler question i'm not sure if you have anything to do with that i'll
4: let them answer that question but i'll give you my opinion my opinion is i have two daughters we have two daughters and here's here's what we told them uh, one went to a little college in, in Iowa, and the other one went to college in a suburb of Chicago, and I said, you will not have a car, and you're going to spend four years in the dorm. Are there any other questions? No, Dad. Okay, let's go. Um,
3: no, I, this is my third university. I don't think any place I've ever worked be having not complained about parking. Uh, when I came to Every Riddle a year ago, discovered we had some parking issues here as well. But what's different here than the other places I've been is that rather than just sitting and complaining about it, Uh, SGA and I'll look at Chad on this point, uh, worked with uh, administrations, worked with Faculty Senate to look at ways to to alleviate some of the parking challenges we've had. So the van pool has been successful, the Zipcar program, SGA is working on. uh, First-year students in parking is something we're still looking at. But, I mean, the bottom line is, do we have sufficient parking on campus?
0: Yes. Chad's told me a number of times that we do have enough parking spots for every car. It's just I know a lot of people complained, and this was one of our more popular questions.
3: Yeah, and it's a popular question in any campus you Mm -hmm. go to. But I think some of the things SGA has done here this year have been really productive. I think we'll see an impact on not only parking capacity next fall when students come back, uh, but also just the convenience of parking during kind of prime times for class. That's Mm -hmm. been the pinch point here. And I think with the zip cars, I think with the van pool, I think that'll help with some of the issues. And,
2: and maybe let me just add that any kind of major decision like that I, I'm really confident and in, in that Provost Muller and I you know really want to make sure that students are part of making those types of decisions so continue to work through the SGA and, and making sure that any type of decision about future parking or anything else that you know we will always make sure that the students voices are heard.
0: And I know our van shuttles are doing really great So I work upstairs in the SGA as well and I know they're getting better and we're, we're expanding but Zipcar is I know we're almost almost there is there any updates y'all can provide or yeah,
1: so um, Zipcar, we're in the final stages. Uh, we're right now trying to pick two spots over near the residence halls for these cars to go. And starting next fall, you should expect students to be using them. So we, the process has been years in the in the making. Uh, our administration just put a little bit more fire under it than most in the past because we realized it was a student need. And yeah. you know the more people that we have living on campus now, we definitely need to go ahead and highlight that as an issue. So we've been working through our general counsel for years and we finally reached an agreement. So we were instructed to go Uh, with facilities and pick two spots so students should see that on campus in the fall
0: well that's all the questions I have do any of you have any questions or comments you'd like to make
4: yeah yeah, Brandon I just again I'd I'd like to you know volunteer that uh, you know if we have another step from here or or multiple steps from here uh, I'm volunteering Uh, I, I'm here to, to serve. That's the only reason I'm here. Uh, so if, if we can help facilitate that. And I don't know, you know, I'll be honest with you, when I attended Embrittle uh, in 1973, I didn't know what a Board of Trustees was. Probably didn't care. So that was kind of irrelevant to me. I knew uh, Jack Hunt was the president and that was about it in, in my day. And I was trying to flight and struck on the side and work and, and, you know, and study. And I'm a maybe a C-minus student at best. So I had to struggle. I had to do a lot of work because, you know, my colleagues could make grades I couldn't. So I would always Bring down the curve. So I'm here. If, if we have a working through the SGA, I know we'll have some change in management soon because uh, we're going to give them a diploma, I hope, and they're going to move on and, and start leading the aerospace industry. And so we'll have some new folks to help us. But uh, working through the SGA uh, and the proper uh, guidelines through the board, I'll be glad to help. And if you want to get together, working with uh, Lisa and I've known each other and Bill Thompson for many, many, and Larry Phillips for many, 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 many years, more than you want to talk about, mm-hmm. probably longer than you've been alive. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So am uh, only here.
2: 29,
4: what are you talking <laughs> about? So I'm here to help, I'm volunteering, you know, we do it properly and do it the right way and work through Dr. Muller's office, uh, I'm happy to serve and communicate.
2: If I may, Trustee DeFore, uh, I have found that you are very responsive, you get back to all of my emails within a half hour time period, which is wonderful, but as the SGA President for the Prescott Campus, I am given the ability to essentially have your email address. So my question that I think would be helpful moving forward, particularly for students, is we know that you'll talk the talk, and we also know you'll walk the walk, but how do people get in contact you? How do they ensure that you're able to serve them? Is there a, a contact for the board in general that would then be That's a pipelined? good question, Joy.
4: You know, I, I think the best way to go, and, and we've always kind of done it through the years, is that I would prefer it to go through the SGA press and the SGA organization. That would be the first line to go. Uh, if that is not successful, then I would recommend maybe the deans the dean of students to go that way and if that doesn't work then I would go to the the provost or the chancellor and to do it that way that, that way look I'd love to speak to everybody I'd love to meet them all I'd love to shake their hands and give them a hug don't get me wrong <laughs> but it, that's not always practical there's there's a way that we could do that and help facilitate that
2: yeah, absolutely. So it's encouraging our students to take part in the student government right, association. Exactly. All right, I think yeah, that I, one is a pretty. Yeah, we should I, be I, able to do something with that moving you're forward. In absolutely. Of
4: the <laughs> and, and, you, and you have you know contact through me through the board, and I think that's the best way to facilitate that with, with, with the colleagues who are going to take your place in the future.
2: Fantastic, students listening. Please talk to both Chad and I. I think uh, it would and help as, with as a lot. Granted, yes. they yes. both
4: know if I make the offer to all SGA presidents that do what they're supposed to do, they participate, they're professional, which they have been. If they need a letter of recommendation for me. I'm happy to provide that, to me personally, from the board. I've had HR folks call me. I'll give you one example. I had an HR person from Delta call me one day and had prearranged. And I said, "How can I help you?" She said, "Well, I'm talking to so and so about a job," and I said, y- "What's your problem?" She said, I'm sorry? I said, haven't you already hired a person? Why are you talking to me? Hired a person. (laughs) So she said, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. I said, so go ahead and give them a job. So she got the job. That's great to hear. Well, thank you all so much. Um, I know you have very busy
0: days, and I appreciate you all coming out and taking the time to come and do this. It was wonderful having you all on, and I hope your meetings for the next few days go well, and I'm being pointed at Chad.
1: Yeah, if I could. I just wanted to take a minute. Uh, Thank you, uh, Mr. Dufour. And, um, you know, one thing that he touched on earlier is, you know, the board is volunteering their time to be here. Um, They literally sit for the schedule tomorrow is 12 hours, (laughs) essentially, that we'll be around each other for the next, you know, the 12 hours after that on the Friday. We really do appreciate everything you do. We know a lot of students don't see Thank you. what Zoe and I have the privilege of seeing. Right. They literally take... 48 hours out of their schedule to come here and meet with us and they don't get paid for it at all and that's one common misconception of students is they're taking all the profits that every riddle gets and that's not at all true i think you have to pay to be on the board in order to to um, serve on it so we thank you for your time and we thank the board of trustees for all that they do
4: Yeah, i tell everybody last brand i'll let you go they say oh you're going to florida i said yeah let me tell you schedule <laughs> I'll see if you want to come <laughs> breakfast starts at seven and i'm back in the hotel at 10 every day and you want to join me? Uh, <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> well, as Shad said,
0: thank you very much. And to the rest of you for coming and for all you do. It was wonderful having you all again. And I, as I said, I hope you all have a great next couple of days. And I hope you all survive. And that it's very positive and you get done what you need to get done. Okay. And again, thank you very much. And thank you all for attending.